Hey, what's up, family? It's Coach Josh. Welcome to your live or my live Q&A with your show. Hope you all are doing exceptionally well on this Tuesday. Hope you guys are uh, deep in Thanksgiving and, and enjoying uh, how God thinks of you. And I pray this day has been a blessing to you. But for those who's been joining me or is joining me for the very first time, my name is Joshua Ezzy, also known as Coach Josh. And my goal is to help you make sense of your life and to help you grow holistically for God's optimism. And after watching this, you're like, man, I like this guy's vibe. Go ahead and subscribe because I would love to be your coach online. But for those who's been rocking with me, a subscriber, a listen to my podcast, whether you've been listening or watching for 14 years or 14 minutes, I want to say thank you all so much for trusting what God has entrusted to me. And I pray it continues to be treasured. But for those who are joining for the very first time, like, man, Next video, I want to make sure I catch him live so I can get a question in. Make sure you go ahead and subscribe, hit that bell, all that good stuff, because no man, no woman knows the hour when I go live, and I pray uh, that I catch you on the next time. But uh, the word that I want to give you all today before people get in and type their questions in is, is that if you take the time to count your blessings, you won't have time to count your burdens. If you take the time to count your blessings, you'll have no time to count your burdens. The enemy's ultimate objective is for you to be so focused on the bad, to be so focused on the burden, to be fo- to be so focused on how God hasn't come through for you versus counting the blessings. Listen, if you were to take the time to count all the breaths you breathe, you won't have time to utter any type of, of burden. God has been too good to you, good for you. And the reason why many of us are not in position and to the point to where we're going missing the obvious blessings in our life is because we're focused on the negative. If we really take the time to see, despite your environment, despite what you're going through, and you begin to count your blessings, you'll be so surprised how much and how far has, has God come through for you. Take the time to count your blessings today because it could be worse. Somebody is actually handling something worse, worse than you, than how you handle what you're going through. So that's my encouraging word for you all today. I'm going to give you guys some time to get your questions in as everyone is coming in live. We got B. Ramirez. She said, hi, coach. Shout out from Houston, Texas. We're glad to have you. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm going to give you all some time to come in. As more people is coming, let me let you guys know about some things that I have that I think will be a blessing to you. If you're struggling with your feelings and you want to better understand the facts behind them so that you can really get back to fulfilling your purpose in life, this book, Facts Over Feelings, would be a great resource for you. If you're looking for a book to help you better become whole so that you can hold things better, this wholeness journal will be a great resource for you. If you're struggling or want to learn more about how to maximize your singleness, this book, The Purpose of Singleness, would be a great resource for you. If you're in a dating relationship or if you're single, this book, Dating Prep, will be a great tool for you, especially if you're dating someone to see if this is who God has for you. But if you're single, it's a great book to have you um, date God, date stuff so you can become dateable, so you can date the love of your life forever. Great resource here, especially for those who are dating to see if y'all on the same word, on the same sentence, in the same paragraph, on the same page. If you're having a hard time discerning what's in front of you and you want to know if it's a counterfeit or a counterpart, this book right here, Counterfeit a Counterpart, will be a great resource for you. It will give you ways to test what's in front of you to see if it's of God. If you're struggling with soul ties or strongholds and you want to become free, this book, The Purpose of Freedom, will give you that insight and also tools to be set free. If you're struggling with spiritual warfare or you want to better understand what it means to put on the whole armor of God, this book, World War Me, will help you become armed and so that you'll be able to withstand no matter what comes or try to stay 
stand against you. If you have a young person, third or fourth grader and up, and you want them to better understand um, their art form and why they're here, this book, as he says, here's my my wife and I's cartoons. It's a great resource for young people um, to better understand how they can start their art and 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 see how God wants to use them. And if you want to learn more about anything else that I have, books, card games. <clears throat> courses or ways to support to what I do, you can uh, do so on my website, imunplugged.com. All right, now we got some questions here. Here we go. Won't be on here too long, but I do want to serve you guys and gals the best way I can. Christina Stubbs says, hey, coach, watching from Halifax, California. Thank you so much for watching. I pray it's a blessing. Casavia says, what's up, coach? Hope you're well. INFJ Mary 27 says, hey, I need prayers and encouragement. It seems like all the women in my family are passing away from cancer, and I'm afraid of who is next. Please pray over my family. I want them to live. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that you have positioned me to stand in the gap for my sister here. I pray right now against every demonic generational uh, curse or spirit that is governing the passing away through the form of cancer in this uh, young woman's family. I pray, Father God, that you will give her the strength and the, and the wisdom um, to be able to ensure that she's walking cancerous free in her habits and her thoughts and whatever form that may try to be a hindrance to or an assistance to the weapons that's formed against her and her family. I pray, Father God, that you encourage her, that you'll strengthen her, that you will give wisdom to her and how she can better interact and engage with the women that's left in her family so they both can find out what's right, so they can be able to walk into the light of healing and be able to be uh, or reversing that curse uh, and reversing uh, on that demonic plot or scheme against their family. Lord, we thank you that this prayer will prove profitable for your glory and for the sustainability in this young woman's family. We appreciate this opportunity you've given me to stand, to touch and agree with my sister uh, for that outcome to be evident. We appreciate you, Father, and Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Hope that helped, my friend. Jojo Davis says, what's up, Coach Josh? It's Jojo out of Fort Worth, Texas. How do I become more grateful for my walk with God and stop looking at what I don't have yet? Great question. How do I become more grateful for my walk with God? First off, gratitude must be your attitude. Attitude is a way a person uh, goes at things. All right. It's, it's, it's the type of two that they use to go at. That's their attitude. Uh, that's how they approach everything. That's how they go at everything. That's their attitude. Attitude stems from a mindset. So your mind has to be constantly uh, observing um, the little things, the medium sized things and the big things or the big ways God has been good to you. So you have to understand that this walk with God is not a, a, a short walk. It's not a walk around a neighborhood. It's not a walk up the street. It's not a walk to the mailbox and back. It's not a walk around the house. It's a walk through life. And there's a lot of different experiences and seasons that God has ordered for your life to order your life so that your steps will be ordered by him into a life and a life more abundantly, an abundance of life emotionally, abundance of life mentally, et cetera, et cetera. So gratitude is not based upon what you don't have yet. It's who you get to go with. Right. And if you focus more on the journey than you do to Jesus that you're journeying with, then you will begin to take the Jesus for granted who knows exactly how to get you to where you are. So you have to observe the mental settings in your mind to make sure they're set accurately on things that are above, on things that are lovely, of things that are pure, of things that are of good report, et cetera, et cetera. And to think on or maybe uh, root yourself mentally, because the Bible says we're transformed by the renewing of our mind. So you might have to mentally indulge in scriptures that really 
really begins to be anchor points for you mentally so that you can be able to eventually uh, see uh, 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 um, the areas change in your life because you have a change on the inside of your life. So gratitude has to be an attitude and that attitude needs to stem from a mindset that says, if I'm walking with God, all things are good. And he says, and how to stop looking at what I don't have yet. You see, the reason why we don't have what we want to have yet is because we're not taking care of what we have now. Instead of focusing on what you don't have yet, manage what you have now, because what you, how you manage what you have now will determine if you even uh, are able to get what you don't have yet, right? And so if you keep looking at that, then you're overlooking something of more important. <clears throat> Anytime you look at the future, overlooking the present, then you will miss the present being a present for you and showing you and helping you to become a better presence yourself and to create a, a, a an experience through your presence that will be a, a, a magnet that will draw the things that you desire to have. So you got to be grateful for what you have because somebody has uh, has lesser than what you have and, 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 is, and is more grateful uh, of, of the things they have that's less than what you have. So you have to understand, hey man, I got to understand it's a long journey. And oftentimes when we look over to look at something that we're not looking in to see why we're not winning to have those things eventually. Hope to help. Michelle H says, <clears throat> good evening, Coach Josh. How will I know God's will for my great question? The will of God is in the word of God. See, Oftentimes, we want to better understand God's will, capital W, for my life as far as purpose, etc. That we're not taking care of the daily wills. If we don't take care of the daily wills, we won't ultimately fulfill His will for our lives. So, how will I know God's will for my life? You gotta look at the scriptures. First off, look at yourself. If your name is Michelle, then that means you're a woman. What is the will of God for a woman? If you're a mother, what's the will of God for a mother? If you're a daughter, what's the will of God for a daughter? If you're uh, 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 wanting to be pure, what's the will of God for my for my sexual purity and whatever it is that you are whatever roles you currently have you got to go to god's word to see what is his will for those particular things the ultimate will of god is your salvation the ultimate will of god is your sanctification because the more you're sanctified the more you will be uh, uh, uh able to go inside areas and not be compromised right so the will of God is your sanctification. The will of God is your salvation. See, that's the will of God is for you to be so in love with him and to be so engaging with the Holy Spirit that you will be able to quickly discern the will of God over time. Purpose is not meant to be lifelong. It's meant to be day long. The more I begin to understand the will of God for me today, which is mean to have my mindset on things that are above, to have my uh, uh, emotions still, to have my uh, uh, heart full of thanksgiving, um, to be alert and discerning, then you set yourself up for the will of God to gradually be clearer and clearer to you. Here's a book that I think will benefit you uh, counterfeit a counterpart, how to continue to discern the will of God in every area of life. This book right here gives you clues on how God communicates his will, gives you clues on <clears throat> that will help you not lose, if that makes sense. So this book right here would be a great starting point for you that I think would be beneficial to you. But God's will for your life is your salvation. God's will for your life is your sanctification. And when you understand that over time, the will of God for your life in regards to what your purpose is will slowly be manifested in your life. Hope to help. Because sometimes we want to know everything right now, but we're not the person that we need to be right now for the things we want to know right now, if that makes sense. Christina Stubb says, I recently moved to a new country and I've been struggling a bit with loneliness. I know that God is with me always, but do you have any practical advice to manage? Great 
question. What are practical ways to manage loneliness? First, you got to occupy the empty spaces because we're not because obviously you just share with us that you already know that God is with you. And what I don't want to to make believers feel or individuals feel is that, oh, you have, you, you're going to always feel like God is there. You know, we're humans. There's going to be moments that are going to be tough, especially as you age, especially as you turn the page, especially when you enter certain stages of your life and you're like, Hey man, I really wish that I had some human friends. I really wish that I had a human companion. I really wish that I had a human uh, uh, to be there for me. And I totally understand because we don't get the dap of God. We don't get to hug God. We don't get to all these different things because we're human. But there's some things that we can do with our humanity that kind of suffocates or dilutes the potency of loneliness. Here's some practical advice for you on how to manage loneliness. Get active. Get active. Get Develop a routine. Develop a routine where it occupies the empty spaces of your day, which means um, go to the gym, um, find um, some um, personal development, healthy uh, habits that will kind of get you in the spirit of a flow. Secondly, uh, on whatever art form, arts that you're involved in or whatever habits you're involved in, get involved in communities. Get involved with communities. They don't mean you have to befriend them, but you can be with them in an area that you are uh, excited about or you feel purpose for, right? And so that can kind of clear up some loneliness. Uh, get active into your purpose. When I was going through my loneliness and my singleness, God gave me books to write and my books became my friends. My ideas became my friends. My my uh, the, the excitement of fulfillment became a distracting, a distraction from all those things that I felt was subtracted, right? And so those three things or four things I think will be beneficial to you how to manage loneliness. But in order to manage loneliness, you have to end the moment, not allow the emotions to take up more moments. So you got to nip it in the bud mentally. When you feel your feelings start flooding in a direction sparked by the idea of you feeling lonely, then you have to get to the facts that you're not always alone. So that means you may have to do a pep talk. That means you got to look yourself in the mirror. That means you may have to go for a walk. That means you may have to talk to God, invent to God. You got to get that out your system so it won't uh, 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 take up so much of your day. Hope to help. You're so welcome, INFJ, Mary27. I'm glad it helped. You're so welcome, JoJo. I'm glad it helped. Son uh, Cole Bishop says, hi, Josh. What's your opinion on women being pastors or bishops and also based on scripture? My friend, I'm not well versed on that. I know there's a lot of things that may could or could be cultural about that. I, I do I do think, um, and I don't have those, I don't, I'm not well versed in that, so I don't want to get into that. Uh, because there there are circumstantial things um, that can open the door for that to be a possibility. Um, well, in most cases, will a man is, is a man more built for that? I'm pretty sure, yeah. But but I'm not well versed to give a uh, an uh, uh, answer to that um, at this moment. Hope that hope that uh, helped you, fam. Uh, let's see. Not helped you because that didn't even answer your question, but I hope you understand what I'm saying. B. Ramirez says, coach, Jesus is doing new things in my life. I'm glad I praise him for it, but I feel a bit uprooted. I'm commending my ways to the Lord. Is being sad normal for new things? Yeah, man, you're human. The Bible says be angry, but sin not. You can also add some basic fundamental human emotions in that equation. Be sad and sin not. Right. Be happy and sin not. <laughs> you can sin with elated emotions. Right. Right. So, yes, I totally that's possible uh, because anytime you walk into something new, 
uh, um, you walking into a new you, you walking into a space where you're like, hey, man, I don't necessarily feel comfortable with this. And that's totally understandable. He said, I'm committing my ways to the Lord. Is being sad normal for new things or not? Yeah, that's normal. But you cannot, uh, don't allow sin to get in that emotion, right? Or it's going to affect your emotions, right? And so what you got to do, you got to make sure that your mind is sharp enough to kind of reel you back in into the facts and into what is really going on so that your emotions don't tempt you to flood into a uh, sinful, well, not even sinful, but fleshly or, or thought patterns that will cause you to develop a path of life that's gearing you and leading you away from things of God and almost even becoming offended by God or even becoming in a person where you don't really get to enjoy the transition into something new. Hope that <clears throat> uh, we're almost done. And we'll, we'll see if we get more questions. Uh, INFJ Mercy, is it okay? I also wanted to know if you have any advice for a person who's qualified for a job, but is horrible at interviews that causes them not to get a call back. I have experience and everything. Well, you just have to say, hey, man, uh, be proactive. Be proactive in, in elevating yourself. Maybe uh, uh, um, maybe going over questions before you're doing an interview. Uh, um, maybe there's some um, spiritual, emotional habits that you can practice, like maybe playing some worship music, maybe taking some time to uh, un- uh, dwell and meditate on the word of God and begin to realize that what's for you is for you. And ask yourself, why do you lack confidence? You know, why am I not confident? Is there is there social anxiety? Is there anything socially emotional that makes you kind of nervous about certain things? But when your confidence is from God, you can walk boldly in any environment. Um, any advice for a person who's qualified for a job? Uh, stay rooted in who qualified you, who is God, and also root yourself in your qualifications and speak from those places. When you're in an interview, speak from your qualifications from God. God qualified me. Whether that person looks you eye to eye, whether that person uh, feels you or whatever, you're, you're speaking from a place. You're speaking from being qualified by God. You're speaking from the qualifications you have. And then you'll find confidence in that. And then you'll begin to find yourself finding more success. Michelle H says, thank you, Coach Josh. I'll be purchasing your book. I hope it's a blessing to you. Thank you uh, for the support. Uh, Christina Stubb said, yes, it did help. Thanks, Coach. You're so welcome. Casavia, please forgive me. Coach, is it possible for a Christian to harden their heart? Yeah, man. It's possible, um, but uh, who am I to say? It's possible to harden your heart maybe for a season, but if you're a true Christian, then your heart won't become hardened. It may be uh, uh, hard to deal with certain things. It may find it hard to deal with, but it won't find itself hardened. Because the Holy Spirit, because that Christian is endeavoring um, to be a babe in Christ might, a person who think they're Christian, but really not a Christian definitely will. But a Christian who is in the sanctification process and vibing and thriving with God, their hearts may find it hard to deal with the situation. But because their heart is being held by God, it won't be hardened. Right. But since we're in the midst of a bunch of weeds while we weeks are growing, you're going to find some a lot of Christians in the latter days who hearts will grow hard and quote unquote Christians, not real Christians, grow hardened uh, because they were never uh, uh, their hearts were never made of flesh from the beginning. Hope that Edna says, hey, coach, quick question. How does one get baptism by fire? The Holy Ghost. Great question. Got to be full for the fire, man. You got to be full for the fire. 
and and I don't want you to get caught up in the cuckoo for cocoa puffs out there um who who are doing some demonic seance not seance but demonic stuff with with quote unquote and, and masking it as with the Holy Spirit is not uh but the fire comes with the full the fullness comes with the flow when I flow with the Holy Spirit and I begin to fellowship with the Holy Spirit I begin to become full of the Holy Spirit we already have the full fullness of the Holy Spirit already. It's just that we are not allowing the Holy Spirit to completely fill us. And because we're not filled, there's no fire. See what I'm saying? And so in order for us to have a fire, we have to first be filled. And we have to, in order for us to be filled, we have to remove what we're full of that's causing us to be full of the other stuff and not full of him. And the, But we it comes with fellowship because fellowship and faith in him real life makes you uh, focus on the areas you're weak, to focus on the areas that needs pruning, sanctification. And then as the Holy Spirit begins to fill those different things up, the mind gets focused and the heart gets in aflamed and you become on fire for God. I hope that helped. You so welcome, Casavia, my friend. I don't even want to please. I don't even. I don't even want to disrespect your name like that. Have you had seasons of setback? Of course, but the setbacks are setups because sometimes you have to set back because of what's in the black and what I mean by that, what's in the dark and stuff that was meant to do you harm. Man, I don't mind a setback. Hold on, give me one second. Just give me. I don't mind a setback because a setback's a setup. But have you had season? Yeah, I've had season setback. But to, but as humans, we see things as setbacks, but it's actually a setup. Oftentimes, because we're we're so tuned through our sight to see things in its natural and physical sense alone, we oftentimes see a setback as a setback when it's actually a setup. It all boils down to an optimistic outlook. When you're pessimistic, you always see the problems. When you're optimistic, you always see the opportunities. So a Christian who sees in the things of God, when they feel a setback or they sense a setback, their discernment begin to say, this ain't a setback, but I'm setting you back to set you up. You have to scale back to scale up. Sometimes you have to go down to go up. See what I'm saying? If you can't get down on your knees to pray, you're not going to find yourself uh, 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 elevated, right? And so hope to help. Thank you all so much for trusting me with y'all's questions. I got to the end of it. I'm going to go ahead and go because uh, I'm going to go on IG for a little bit. But check out the resource that I mentioned above. If you need a book to help you with your feelings, you say, I want to find the facts behind my feelings so I can get back to filling my purpose in life. This book, Facts Over Fills, will be a great resource for you. If you're looking for a book to help you hold things better and, and want to become more whole, this book, The Holiness Journal, will be a great resource for you. If you're struggling or you want to learn how to maximize your singleness, this book, The Purpose of Singles, will be a great resource for you. If you're in a dating relationship or if you're single and you want to learn how to date God yourself so you can become dateable, or if you dating someone you're like yo fam i want to make sure we're on the same page with questions that really makes you see if this person was meant to be with you uh this book dating prep would be a great so you also has a card game that you can get separately all on my website as well if you're struggling with discerning what's in front of you you want to better discern uh whether or not uh that friend that partner that person whatever it is job opportunity is a counterfeit counterpart this book counterfeit a counterpart will help you to better discern and test things that are in front of you if you're struggling with soul ties and strongholds and you want to better understand the purpose of freedom this book would be a great resource for you if you're struggling with spiritual warfare you're like man i want to learn what it what it means to put on the whole armor of god so i can withstand an evil day this book will help you 
on that way. If you have a young person, third or fourth grade up, and you want them to better understand who they are and how to fulfill their purpose in life, this book, as it says, here are my cart, my wife and I's cartoon characters. Uh, this would be a great resource for you all. We also have t-shirts on our website. And if you want to, uh, all card games, books, and all that stuff is on my website, IamUnplugged.com. Then the link's in the description box below. Also, you can uh, support what we do here. If you say, hey, man, I just want to bless you. We'll appreciate generosity in advance. I love you all. Thank you all so much for trusting me with your questions. I'll catch y'all again tomorrow, Laura willing. I love you all. Peace.